Welcome to the 91st episode of the Reading and Writing Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Rutherford. Stay tuned for my interview with Kathleen George that I recorded live at Thriller Fest. Kathleen is the best-selling author of a series of police procedural novels set in Pittsburgh. Her latest novel, Simple, was published in August and is available in bookstores now. Stay tuned for the interview. Welcome back to the Reading and Writing Podcast. My guest today is Kathleen George. Kathleen's latest novel is Simple, the sixth Richard Christie novel, a police procedural mystery set in Pittsburgh. Kathleen, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Sure. Well, if the listeners haven't heard about Simple yet, how would you describe the novel? Well, I always include criminals and bad guys and victims in my novels so that I do the large palette. Um, This one is the same, only um, the population is a little bit more upscale than in some of my (laughs) earlier ones. I had some pretty down and outs in some of the earlier novels, and this time I thought it would be really fun to play with um, a gubernatorial candidate and um, the cadre uh, that's around him. And uh, the the early victim in this novel is a uh, very promising young law student, um, a, a gorgeous young woman. And uh, uh, I don't mean to minimize how sad it is that she's gone, but that was a, an interesting, uh, uh, for me, change of characters to do. Right. Um, I have the same detectives, Richard Christie, Artie Dolan, Colleen Greer, and John Pataki, that quartet of people that has become um, kind of popular with folks. And they're still there, and they're working the case. So... So it's like my other ones, but a little bit different. Right. Well, your books deal with the procedural details of police investigations. What what is your research process like for your books? I have lucked into finding the most fantastic policeman whom I can just call, and he tells me things, you know. So so I ask him, oh, well, what would you do here? And then he tells me, oh, you know, I'd get somebody to call this number, and, you know, and we'd fake it this way or whatever. And... So I, I can use those details, but I'm getting pretty good at understanding procedure myself. However, when it comes to something like um, a scene that I want to set in the county jail, you know, I can look at movies with jails in them and that kind of thing, but I wanted to actually be in the jail, so I did go down to the jail, and um, I had somebody show me around. And that person um, was very good, and, and I said I wanted to see the, the, the jailhouse population re- relating to each other, and we had fully aimed for that, but the, um, the jail went into lockdown when I was there. And I'll tell you what, that's, accidents are the best, though, because I got a great lockdown scene in my novel, but I would never have known what happened in a lockdown otherwise, you know? Right. So that was really good. And also, he asked me if I wanted to see a cell, you know, and I had this um, image before of, oh, you know, if I committed a crime, I would finally have time to read and write. I could just have a bed and a desk and I would have enough time, right? And then I was in a cell and that fantasy went way out the window because um, it was a terrible mattress and hard stool and, and it smelled terrible. Yeah. And so I thought I didn't want to commit a crime after all. Right. And, and so uh, you mentioned that you have this uh, policeman that you can call and get details. Do you also 
have any policemen who, who read the, the books before they're published to give you feedback? Generally not, no. but in one case, uh, and that was uh, for the odds, I did, and that uh, that's because I had uh, the drug trade in that and I'm not a druggy person, so I needed a lot of help on that one, <laughs> which it turned out was okay, because that was quite a successful um, book in the series. But I went to the labs to look at heroin, and, you know, I, I, didn't, I didn't have a heroin experience on my yeah, own. Yeah. So, um, and then a very, very good guy uh, on narcotics actually volunteered to read the whole thing and I couldn't thank him because he was undercover and, right. I, and I had to I had to just say thanks to yeah. the police for helping with this because I couldn't reveal his name right well you edited the book uh, Pittsburgh Noir and Pittsburgh is the setting for your mystery novels what is it about Pittsburgh that fascinates you as a setting for your fiction well, I'm geographically challenged, so I don't know a lot of other places, but but I love Pittsburgh. I live there, and um, I think being challenged geographically is an advantage because for every time I want to set something in a new place, I have to actually go there and look at it. So I don't have that... Um, kind of oh I know it so well I it's kind of discovery every time mm -hmm. and I have a scene uh, in, in an upcoming uh, novel set in the Cathedral of Learning which is where I teach at the University of Pittsburgh but I decided I wanted to find out what security measures were in place and where the cameras were and all that and, and so that was a whole new way of seeing the building that I'm in all the time by by asking security staff like how things worked. <laughs> so so um, yeah, there's a, there's for me it's a freshness to um, I can get to the places, but I have to look at them all over again. Right. What, what was the process like for you editing Pittsburgh Noir? Uh, I've been told that other editors have had terrible traumas. <laughs> They've been herding cats and everything. I don't know how lucky I must have been, but it was not hard. Uh, I chose writers. I asked them to choose neighborhoods in the city that they were interested in and there were a couple of collisions where people wanted the same neighborhood and they have to budge them to another neighborhood including me and my husband we both live on the uh, Mexican war streets and he's a quite established writer of 18 books so I thought it was okay to include him in that and um, he said oh I want to do the north side and I said a lot of my crime on the north side where we live so I said, okay, and I looked around the city and I thought, hmm, I'll do Shenley Farms. That's a, a part of the city not a lot of people know about. And it's, for me, it's interesting because it's right between the really rich area and the really poor area. Right. And it's a great transitional area. Mm -hmm. So uh, so that worked out okay. And we... Um, uh, and the other people were also, they got their stories in, except one was late, but, but they got their stories in on time. And, and, and were, were all of the writers, did they live in Pittsburgh, or did some of them live outside um, and were familiar the rule, with the city? The rule oh. for the Noir series is they have to uh, have a very significant relationship right, to the right. city. And in, I would say... Um, three quarters or more of the cases they were still living in the city but in a couple of cases they had um, strong ties either as teachers or students to the area and had just moved out right so 
So what initially drew you to writing novels and short stories? Have you always wanted to be a writer? Yes. Uh, from uh, probably the age of six or seven, I became aware of um, the fact that I was a storyteller. And uh, so I started saying that that's what I wanted to do. And I said it regularly throughout school. Um, and by the time I got to high school, I had a teacher who was also a guidance counselor who said, oh, you can't do that. You have to be a journalist. You can't be a fiction writer. Well, I, I said, really? And she said, yes. So my yearbook says that I want to be a journalist, but I had never wanted to be a journalist. Uh, and so then, I, so then I went into creative writing classes in college where they were saying it was sort of okay to do that, to write, you know? And um, I got panicked. I was in my senior year, and um, my teachers wanted me to go to graduate school in uh and to a great program and I got into two great programs I got into Stanford and Iowa and I I'm from Johnstown Pennsylvania and I had never been further away than Pittsburgh to go to school and I didn't feel I could leave home I just didn't have the courage to do it so the theater department came to me and offered me an assistantship they said, oh, come to us, we'll pay you. I said, okay. I thought it was a sort of stopgap measure, you know, while I got my courage up. And then I ended up getting a degree in theater. <laughs> and, and, and in terms of your degree in theater, is that in terms of, like, writing, or is it in terms of... No, uh, it's a, it was a theater history and theory degree, and, and I got a Ph.D. Um, and um, in practical terms, I became a theater director, and a theater director is very much like a writer. Right. So I was using a lot of the same impulses, except I was telling stories that were already written. But the way I directed um, was a little different. I would take actors aside, like an individual actor, for two hours and just work on interior life for a couple of lines, like sort of influencing every little thought they had. So in, I, I feel like I was writing while I was directing, if you know what I mean. Sure, sure. And um, then I, I was directing one show after another for a really long time, and then one summer I found myself without a show to direct, and I started writing, and that's how I got back to writing. Okay. It was one of those big right. circles that a person <laughs> takes a detour, you know. And, and, and what led you to writing your, your Pittsburgh series specifically? Um... Well, I had two, maybe more, novels in the drawer, as they say. Right. And one of them had a lot of promise as far as uh, agents and editors were concerned. And it was a comic novel, sort of comedy of manners. And I had revised it so many times. I was up to time number 13. I got really, really down. I mean, there's only so much you can repeat, you know. And I remember one summer feeling very down, and I, I really cannot say why, but I said, what if I wrote something highly plotted? Why don't I just play around with the idea to teach myself stronger plot? And so I started just jotting down notes, and what would I do if... And I wrote about the characters, and I wrote about the problem, and then I wrote a sort of startling scene, which I would never have had the guts to write before, that had some violence in it. I thought, wow, you know... I don't know what I would do next. I better call the police and the FBI and find out how they would run this case. So I started doing research, and the funny thing that happened was the um, the people that I called, including the policemen that I consult with, got so serious about giving me information 
that I found myself committed to writing it. I didn't feel that I could not write it after they were taking me so seriously. Right, right. So, um, so I wrote Taken, and, um, and that was the first one I sold. And it's definitely not a manners comedy about a six foot two lusty woman. It is it's not that. It's a violent tale of kidnapping. And, but I said it in Pittsburgh, and and then they wanted a second one. And <laughs> and, and what has been the the reaction to your novels in Pittsburgh? I get a lot of great coverage in Pittsburgh. Um, and in fact, I'm sometimes surprised. I'll be in a restaurant or something, and somebody will say, "That's Kathy George," you know. <laughs> and so they they like them. They um, they people say they feel like it's real. They feel like they know the police. They feel like they know each place that I'm using, and and so there's a kind of city pride about it, I guess. Right. Um, one of the most common reactions, though, whether from Pittsburgh or not, is people fall in love with my first detective, Christy. And um, they, they say that, you know, I have such a crush on him. In fact, I had a graduate student, a male graduate student, who said, I have to tell you, I have a really big crush on Christy. <laughs> and I said to him, well, Christy's me, <laughs> so you have a crush on me. <laughs> So, so um, what is your writing process like now in terms of these novels? Do you do you um, outline extensively? Do you write more organically? What's the... more organically? And I just came from Lee Child's um, <laughs> uh, presentation upstairs, in which he was asked that same question, and he said he would get bored if he outlined because he would already know the story. I feel exactly the same way, and I, I hang out with writers who are who are serious outliners. Right. They they believe in it. They say it's more efficient, and for me, it just deadens the process, so so I don't outline. Of course, I have to use more time, and I waste more pages that way while I'm exploring, but I'm having a lot of fun. Right. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> um, what, what tips or advice would you offer aspiring writers, given your, your success to date in publishing? Um, well, I would ask them to write every day, whether they liked it or not, to, um, to keep a discipline going, to fall in love with some part of the story. Usually for me, it's a character, and I get so involved with that character that it's, it sees me through everything else. For instance, in Hideout, uh, I, I based the character of the woman who's about to turn 83 on several women that I knew and loved and thought were just remarkable women who were aging gracefully and beautifully and, and, and they were kind and, and everything. So I kind of did this mixture and I loved that character and that helped me mm -hmm. to want to go back every day and and, and and figure out what she was thinking and worry about her and find her flaws and, and that kind of thing. Great. Well, what um, what books, fiction or nonfiction, have you read like in the last six months to a year that really made an impression upon you? Uh, I read a lot, um, and I I just read The Newlyweds, which is not a mystery, mm -hmm. uh, and I liked it a lot. I read Seating Arrangements, also not a mystery, and I liked it a lot. Um, I read Gone by Mo Hader, a mystery, and I like that a lot, especially the uh, new information about caving in um, 
uh, things that I didn't know about. So one of the thing, reasons we read is, um, one of the reasons I read anyway is, is new, newness and information. And another reason I read is, is a sense of truth. Right now I'm reading um, Bent Road um, by Laurie Roy. And I would say that in that one is a sort of patient sense of truth, mm-hmm. uh, which it, it is appealing to me. Um, I've bought um, Gone Girl. I haven't gotten to it yet, but obviously <laughs> talking about everybody's yeah. got to read that one. So I'm uh, I'm on target to read that next week. It's, I got the hardcover and it's in my pack bags. <laughs> so what are you working on now? What are you writing? Uh, well, I'm revising the seventh Richard Christie novel, and right now it's called Blood, and um, uh, I. I love it a lot. It's um, it's got all my themes going about parents and children and love and fatherhood and <laughs> all of those things. I feel like I'm tapping something I really wanted to tap in that, um, and it's it's got a lot of terror and thrill in it. And I've begun uh, another one that has a historical um, mystery element to it. And I don't want to say much more about okay. it, but it's a little different from where right. we've been before. Great. Well, where can people find you online? Oh, that's easy. www.kathleengeorge.com. Great. Well, again, we've been speaking with Kathleen George. She edited the anthology Pittsburgh Noir. Her, her latest novel, Simple, is in bookstores now, so grab a copy. Kathleen, thanks for doing the interview. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money.